Welcome to the podcast that teaches you how to transform your life and your business. Here is your host, Rick Hyland, and this is CI for Life. All right. Welcome to another CI for Life podcast. I'm here with my special guest today, Eric Twiggs. And I love his title here, your procrastination prevention partner. So Eric, welcome to the podcast. How are you today? Fantastic, Rick. It's an honor to be on your show. Oh, well, I yeah, a couple of weeks ago, I was on your show and I loved your ideas. And so I wanted you to uh, come join me on my show on CI for Life or Continuous Improvement for Life. And Eric and I had a really good discussion with his partner, Ted, on uh, some of the CI for Life principles. But this idea of procrastination, I love because I think it at different points of all of our lives, it stops us from being our best self. And that's what we're trying to do here. So, but Eric, before we jump into the topic, why don't you uh, tell us a little bit about your background and what you're doing now? Yeah, so I am your procrastination prevention partner. Love it. I am the author of The Discipline of Now, and I'm the host of the 30-Minute Hour podcast. And I help entrepreneurs and executive leaders to ditch their excuses, to beat procrastination so they can make more money, get more done, and feel more confident. Yeah, right on. And I love that. And tell us about your movement as well. And I know we might mention that by the end of the show, but that intrigues me now. It's the What Now movement. Yeah, I'm the president of the What Now Movement. And this started a year ago uh, with myself, my business partner, Ted Fells, who's also uh, my podcast co-host and Dr. Sharon H. Porter. They're my vice presidents in the What Now Movement. And we started this because we came across this pandemic and a lot of people in our different walks were saying, hey, you know, I have this dream. I have this thing I want to accomplish, but I think I'm going to wait until things get back to normal before I start moving. And we said, you can, that's, the worst, that's the worst thing you can say. We, yeah. we were like, you have to say, what now? You have to ask yourself, what now? And then like the light bulb just went off. <laughs> yeah. And it was, okay, we're going to call this the what now movement. So within this Facebook group, we have created all these resources. We have a master class that we just finished. It's a seven-week master class. We do videos on a daily basis. And the goal is to inspire people to move forward, inspire people to pivot and ask, what now? What can I do? Yeah, awesome. I love that. And it's quite popular. It's a big group on Facebook. So yeah, check that out as well. But okay, Eric, let's jump into the topic of procrastination. And maybe let's set a little foundation here. What what are some of the reasons? Why do we procrastinate? Great question. The fundamental reason that we procrastinate is because there's some discomfort at the root. Okay. There's some level of discomfort. There's something that you're just not comfortable with. So the key thing and like the, the theme of the book, it's all about awareness. And like I talk to people that say, oh, Eric, I always procrastinate. I procrastinate all the time. And that's not the case. I have never met someone that procrastinates all the time with everything, right? I know people who procrastinate with their career, but at home, they are right on time when it comes to picking up the kids. So the root cause is discomfort. So for example, it could be as something as simple as you aren't comfortable with it. You don't like doing the task, right? It's, it's just something you just don't enjoy doing. It could be doing your taxes. You just don't look forward to doing your taxes. So it's easier for you to put it off That's a good and one. to relieve the discomfort, you start surfing, 
your email, surfing social media, organizing your desk. Uh, or it could be you have a discomfort because this next step may move you forward in your career. And, you, and you're afraid of what that's going to look like and what and, and if you can measure up. So that, that's really the fundamental thing that causes people to procrastinate. I like the way you said that. And, and awareness is key. So where does perfectionism uh, fit in the whole problem? People thinking that it has to be done perfect. So they're procrastinating. Is that part of that discomfort as well? Yeah. So a lot of people who are perfectionists, and I can say this because this was my issue, right? A lot of people who are perfectionists really, again, it, it boils down to discomfort because you're unsure and you can hide behind doing research and planning. Right. And, and oh, I, I don't have enough information yet. Yeah. Now, th- there's a time to be prudent where you have to do your research, but there's also a time where you have to take the next step. And, and one of the things I always tell people is that you can't allow perfect to become the enemy of progress. Yeah. You have to focus on what the next step, and it doesn't have to be a big next step. A next step could be calling someone who has the result that you aspire to. You want to start a podcast, call someone who's got a successful podcast. It doesn't mean you have to just do hours and hours of research without taking action. Yeah, really good point. There is a small step that you can do to move you off procrastination, but that's not too scary. Yeah, we talk about that a lot. Okay, so let's jump in. And I love the the uh, title of the book, The Discipline of Now, 12 Practical Principles to Overcome, Overcome Procrastination. So Lead us through some of the solutions then that you talk about in the book. So, so the book is, is divided into three sections. It's okay. the cost, the causes, and the cure. And I like to talk about the cost because it, it becomes a silent killer, right? You don't think it's affecting you, but it really is. You know, your, your work, especially if you're doing something creative, it's going to be a lot better if you do it when you're supposed to do it. You take the next steps. So as far as the cure... Um, I have something that's called the Procrastination Prevention Pyramid. Okay. And this, is, this is a model that I put together, and it's based off of over 28,000 coaching sessions that I've done with entrepreneurs and executive leaders. And it's the one, this is really what makes my book different from the other books that are on the topic, this model. And if you, it's five steps. Okay. And I can go through that. Yeah, please and do. If, if you follow these five steps, you'll find that you procrastinate a whole lot less. So, so the first step, the foundation of the pyramid is your attitude. Okay. It, it's really about how you think. And if you look at, studies will tell you that the typical person's thoughts, if you look at your self-talk, 80% of it's negative. And especially if you're an entrepreneur, you're, you're focused on solving problems. So you're thinking about the problem, you're thinking about the problems, but your mental chatter is negative. And if you don't have the awareness to control that, it, you become a pessimist and pessimists are a lot more likely to procrastinate. So you really have to be intentional about building gratitude in. I mean, that, that's one of the key things. There's other things we talk about on this attitude level, but you, you really need to be intentional. Like Think about the things that you set a goal for years ago and the things you really wanted. And now you have them. Now let's think about that. Years ago, you wanted to start a business and now you have a business. So you're thinking about the things that you're grateful for can help with that. But you really have to address the foundation, your mindset, if you want to move forward. Oh, so, so that's, that's a, the first round. Great point. Let me just comment on that one and then I'll let you go to step two. I love where you're going here. But 
you mentioned awareness again, how important is that for us to get super quiet, super aware, whether that be feedback from a coach or, or from a trusted advisor or just through self-reflection. So already, and I'm sure this is going to come out more. And I love your idea that if you are in a negative tone, mood, mindset, you're going to procrastinate more. It's just human nature, right? Uh, but if you can uh, stay focused, I had the experience a couple of years ago of looking back in my journal. I haven't always kept great journals, but I look back to when I was newly married in my 20s and some of the things that I was hoping for and praying for. And and uh, it was just kind of basic, simple things. And, you know, in 20 years later, it was so amazing that all those things uh, through hard work and prayer and faith and all those kind of things had happened. And yet I wasn't aware enough to be grateful. I mean, it wasn't, uh, you know, so it was kind of a aha on this point that you're bringing up that if you really focus on where you've come from over your journey, there's some incredible things, but we get caught up in comparing to others and comparing to where we want to go. And that takes away that attitude. But yeah, to your point, how important it is to be focused on your progress and where you're going and that optimistic attitude and mindset. Yeah, that that is critical. I mean, your mind—that's what holds pe- most people back. Yeah, is just thinking and oh, I, we can't do this. Uh, I don't have that. So, so that's critical. Yeah. Okay. Step two in so the step pyramid. Step two is actually it, it's awareness, and I, I go through several other illustrations about awareness. But the main thing that you want to talk about for this episode, we want to talk about this episode is being aware of your power times. Right. We, we all have this biological clock where we have energy, high energy levels at certain points and lower energy levels at other points. And so if you're a morning person, the the key is to schedule your high priority activities during that time where you have the most energy. And this, a lot of times we we think it's about time management. It's about energy management. I agree. And really recognizing and this was a struggle for me, Rick, because I would try to write a blog post later in the day yeah. and the ideas just wouldn't come to me. But then yeah. when I would go to it first thing in the morning, when I come a morning person, everything's flowing and I'm procrastinating less. Isn't that true? I find that the same thing. And I'm a morning person too. And if I can get off to a good fast start with my practices and principles, and then that's when your mind is clearest where... Some people are the opposite, but me later in the day, my, I'm fuzzy. I'm my energy's down. I'm not going to do as good a creative coaching or work or whatever. So, it's energy management, not just time management, that is so critical. Wow, Eric, yeah, that's really good. I love that thought. And there's actually good books on that too, um, talking about energy management versus just time management. Okay, well done. Love it. What's step? What's the third part of the pyramid? So the third one. Part of the pyramid is animation. We were just really focused on just being proactive with your energy management. You know, what, what can you do to like, like exercise routines? Uh, you know, there's a study, the guy's name is Thomas Corley, and he concluded that 77% of the wealthy people in his study, they had this habit of exercising at a minimum. They got 30 minutes of cardio at a minimum of three times a week. And it's just a common thing. If you look at high achievers, they have this habit of getting cardio and exercise because it, it's all about energy, once again. And, and the other piece of animation that people miss, is, and I think, Rick, you can relate to this. Yeah, Recovery 
is just as important as your practice time. You know, we, a lot of times we we think we can just go and go and go and go and go and go, but not building. You, I think you have to be strategic and you have to be intentional about building in recovery time. Like for me, I, I'm I'm a strategic napper. <laughs> There's certain times where I'll, I'll take naps, and it really is it resets that body cycle we talked about earlier. Yeah, and I I was talking at dinner the other night with the marathon runner, and she's actually a triathlon. And does half merit, half triathlons, big, big events. And she talked about the importance of sticking to the schedule, not overdoing it for her energy and not getting to fatigue or, or even worse injury. Right. So there's this idea that we need renewal uh, so that we can peak perform, whether we're doing a triathlon or whether we're in business, but so many people just grind 150 hour weeks to exaggerate slightly. And they wonder why, you know, they're not uh, <laughs> reacting to what happens in their home and business life like they want. And, you know, we need that sharpen the saw. In fact, during some of those renewal activities, you can get some creative inspiration for the next steps for your business or your home or your life. So, yeah, well, well said, the idea of renewal. Uh, and it does tie into energy management. Okay, what else do we need to do? What's the fourth part of the pyramid? Well, so the fourth part is automation. And you know, like I wish someone would have told me this years ago, early in my career, that just because something has to be done, it doesn't mean that I have to be the one to do it. Yeah. <laughs> Took me a while to figure that out. And what can I do to automate certain things? Because you do run into something that's called task aversion. There's certain tasks that are outside of what you would consider to be a zone of genius, right? But they, they still need to be done. But you, there's ways to automate it. It could be as simple as bringing on a virtual assistant. And I tell you, that's been a game changer for me working with my virtual assistant because she handles a lot of those tasks that are necessary, but outside of my zone of genius. But there's all kinds of things you can do. You know, take advantage of the technology that's out there. There's different ways to, to automate tasks um, so that you're not touching everything, but it's still getting done. So really think about automation. Yeah, you know, I like the fact that you're talking about automation, both technology and just subcontracting out those parts that you're not in your strength. You know, we we get so much more energy from acting in our area of genius or your strengths, right? Where we procrastinate those things that are our weaknesses. But if we can get trusted partners, whether it's automated or just someone to give the task to, whether it's in your company or whether you're subcontracting that it frees your energy and you can get so much more done as you've subcontracted out this parts that's not necessarily in your peak energy or strength uh, management. But yeah, all these ideas then, Eric, I love what you're, where you're going here, tie in. I mean, they all tie in together, right? Because if you're doing this point, you're going to have better animation. You're going to have better awareness. You're going to be more proactive. You're going to be in your area of strength and uh, uh, zone of genius. So yeah, okay, very good. Okay, any anything else on that point before we move on? No, I, mean, I think we've covered it. It's just really making sure, this is where a lot of entrepreneurs, be, because so, see, here's, the thing. here's the thing, right? With being, if you focus on productivity without the right level of awareness, you just end up doing more. Right, burning right. out too. Yeah. Right. You just, yeah, you burn out, you're doing a lot, but the whole point of you becoming an entrepreneur is to really enhance your life. And that's why it's important to really, you know, is this something that I can outsource and it still can get done? 
you know, and it's a big decision, right? Because sometimes entrepreneurs are running very lean, working very hard, but if they could pay a little bit of money to subcontract that out to the design team or the virtual assistant or whatever it might be, it will allow them to be that much more successful. But it does take that leap of faith that, okay, I'm going to have this increase in cost. I'm going to spend more time in my zone of energy or my, my strengths, my peak performance areas. Therefore, the business is going to move forward. But it does take that kind of leap of faith because that can, can cost you some in the short run. Yeah. So it's like a lot of the successful high level entrepreneurs that I know of, they, they will always, they will spend money to save time where a lot of people are spending time trying to save money. Ooh, so that's, that's love that, that. that little difference. Love that's the that. difference. The high levels, they're spending money. You may look at it and say, well, why, why are they buying that? What? But they're looking at, they, they understand how critical it is to have that time where, yeah. the, where other people are looking at pinching pennies and saving money. Yeah. Well said. Wow. That is, that is very insightful. Okay. Last part of the pyramid. What is it? It's activity. And I've got activity at the top of the pyramid on purpose because if you want to get to the top, you have to take action, right? I mean, you can you can meditate, you can read the books, you can be a success zombie going to all the conferences, but at some point you have to do something. But the key is you have to take the right actions, and it's it's the old eighty twenty principle. We have to recognize the fact that twenty percent of the things you do are going to give you eighty percent of your results, and, and that's you have to really hone in on what you're doing. And I've been guilty of doing a lot of the same things and expecting the result to be different. Right. And I think this part is where it helps to have a Rick in your life. It helps to have a coach that's outside of you that could say, hey, maybe you want to try something else. And I think it's about taking the right action, but you really have to be disciplined. Like you talk about in your videos, it has to be disciplined action. Yeah. Uh, and, and one of the things that I'll add to your point, and I really like uh, that it comes back to the top here, because at the end of the day, you need to take action. And, and what I find to overcome procrastination on this, act, on this point you're bringing up is if you plan in your uh, high productivity time, for me, that's kind of that seven to 10 in the morning, seven to 11. If you plan your most important activities in there, like we're doing right now, so that you can be at peak performance, you're, that's the act. That's the kind of right activities to do in your your that time. And and for other people, it's at night or you know wherever it might be. But if you plan, prioritized in your areas of strength or time of strength, you're going to be at peak performance, right? So my most important activities are planned between seven and eleven in the morning. That's when I'm my mind's the clearest, my energy's the best. I'm going to give my best effort. To all that I do so that I can be my very best for others. So that that also helps that, doesn't it, Eric? Oh, for sure. Absolutely. Yeah. Okay, my friend, this is awesome. I love, congratulations on the book. Uh, congratulations on the podcast. Congratulations on everything. The What Now movement, I think, was very inspired. So where do people find you if they want to hear more or get more involved? So you can go to my website, thedisciplineofnow.com. And you can pick up a copy of the book, The Discipline of Now, 12 Practical Principles to Overcome Procrastination. It's in ebook, paperback, and audio format. And then also you can check me out in the What Now Movement Facebook group. Just request to join and I will let you in.
Eric Twiggs, you are the man. I really appreciate your time today. Where are you today? Baltimore, Maryland, or somewhere close to that? Well, I'm in Clinton, Maryland. Clinton, that's what it is. Okay, well, really appreciate your time, Eric, and I love these insights, and hopefully people will, this will bless their lives. Have a great day. Have a great week. Thank you. You have a great one as well.